This episode is produced with support from DBT Wellcome Trust India Alliance. Scientists use many sophisticated and high-tech ways to measure and record our planet's biodiversity, especially in these times of a climate emergency when biodiversity has become a rare treasure to preserve. In this episode of the Nature India podcast series, Our Mobile World, we talk about how scientists are putting to use smart mobile devices to keep the natural diversity of this planet intact and then help monitor and restore it for the future generations. I'm your host, Shubhra Priyadarshini. Mobile phones are being increasingly used to document and map biodiversity, for instance, in many citizen science projects. Mobile phones are used to capture images and record audio of animals and birds, which can then be used by researchers for species identification, distribution mapping, and of course, conservation efforts. Also, these devices have come in handy in providing solutions to various other hurdles that ecologists often face. So let us head straight to Mansi Mukherjee, Program Manager at Indian Institute of Technology, Jodhpur, who is telling us about some of these problems. One of the most important problem being data obviously, because it is very, very important to have huge amount of data when you're going for any kind of ecological analysis that is necessary for understanding the conservational approaches or restoration approaches. And this data being large scale, which is spatial as well as temporal, it takes a huge amount of time. I do think that mobile phones have become very, very important, playing a major role in reducing both the time as well as the effort in terms of resources to, you know, make or create the pace faster. So that's about the huge amounts of data that phones can quickly and easily process. How else are ecologists putting mobile phones to good use? We all talk about community science, a science where all kind of people can participate and help the scientists with a large amount of data set, crowdsourced information through citizen science, monitoring anything by remote locations. That's always possible through phones. Since people, it's like everybody has a phone in hand, right? And of course, we have seen how mobile phones have helped during natural disasters or accidents. There are certain kind of uh, environmental accidents that has happened like oil spills or forest fires or natural disasters. And uh, no ecologist would be able to act on it unless and until the information reaches to him or her or uh, he or she can give back the kind of suggestions one can. And this kind of rapid response to environmental events is possible through mobile technology. The environmental education and awareness is hugely possible through mobile phones and apps that are available. There are n number of apps that are available which are related to ecology and nature. Right. And you could potentially predict these disasters too. Predictive modelings that are necessary for understanding the threats that are happening to any kind of ecosystem or biodiversity 
is always possible through the kind of data we collect through all these technological interventions that are happening where mobile phones are playing a major role. IIT Jodhpur has a citizen science project called BioBlitz, helmed by Professor Mithali Mukherjee, head of the Bioscience and Bioengineering Department. So we wanted all the citizens, the local people of this area, to participate in walks where they would be taken around and introduced to the local ecology, how they can actually help in conserving and preserving the biodiversity. We have more than 500 participants. We have launched an app called Prakriti to get feeds of observations from any observer through mobile phones in form of photographs or in form of write-ups and just mentioning whatever you have seen. And it is geotagged in Thar Desert. There's a species called Prosopis juliflora, which is very, you know, detrimental to the ecosystem. So we are also trying to assess the invasive pollution through this BioBlitz program. Similarly, in the Global South, the iNaturalist app has emerged as a go-to app for hikers, campers, and anyone who loves spending time outdoors. So, for example, walking through tall grass, would you know the difference between a harmless gopher snake and a rattlesnake just by their markings? The iNaturalist app will tell you what you're looking at and everything else you might need to know about it. So from noting down these observations to acting upon them, cell phones are of great help. Here's Philip Albridge, advisor at GIZ, the German International Development Corporation Agency in India. He works closely with government agencies, research organizations and universities and is telling us how these phones help them find solutions. It helps people become citizen scientists in reporting information about their immediate environment. One major function, especially of smartphones, but also a few other devices, is the GPS function, which is very instrumental in helping mapping environmental incidents from biodiversity over wildfires to uh, forest degradation, crop health, etc. Right. Simple mobile phone-based tools are helping collate massive amounts of data. Ghazala Shahabuddin an ecologist who works in the Ashoka Trust for Research in Ecology and Environment Artery tells us how collection of large data has become a reality. So one thing is just the collection of data over large scales, over big areas. Uh, a mobile phone is now equipped with GPS. It has an altimeter. It has a camera. One can actually get a lot of site data wherever one is working. Second, the actual taxa that you're working on, say your bird species or all of the butterflies in a given area, you can just collect data really quickly using the apps that are now available for smartphones such as the Merlin app or eBird. Many scientists have created these identification apps like uh, PlantNet, where you can upload a photograph of a plant or a butterfly and get it identified almost instantaneously by experts or by the gallery, which is already available online. The knowledge about biodiversity is actually increasing because of smartphones. So we have people now taking photographs of, uh, you know, species all over the place. And very often you find records of species that may not have been seen in a given area for the last several years, or it is a rare or endangered species that 
we didn't know uh, still existed surely data collected through mobile phones can also signal and help monitor the real time impacts of development projects on biodiversity gazala explains how these datasets can mitigate the detrimental impacts of infrastructure development species habitat modeling has become much more easy now we have a lot of endangered species now and we do need to figure out how to conserve these species geographic occurrence data is extremely useful for species habitat modeling personally i have been involved in looking at land use change and its impact on biodiversity none of this data could have been collected without the involvement of number of people who have uh, smartphones so for instance if forests are changing to monocultures or if a wetland is getting fragmented by a dam or a highway then we have real time data to be able to understand the potential impacts of these development projects and this is something that the government needs to know the ngos need to know before we actually execute great scientists also rely on large scale citizen science data to track the status of wild bird species gazala mentioned earlier ebird india a well known platform that crowdsources bird data for instance we launched the state of india's birds report of 2023 and this is based on millions and millions of data points collected by citizen science all over india using their smartphones and uh, this is going to be extremely useful for uh, many different purposes including you know just looking at conservation status of protected areas endangered species occurrence it's just an amazing tool that has been developed as a part of this analysis it's called the mina tool and you can literally go into the remotest part of india figure out what is the importance of this area for endangered species for schedule 1 species in the wildlife protection act of india or for iucn red listed species or you can even find out trends over time so it's really remarkable what has been done by the state of india's bird uh, team we found that smartphones are a fantastic way of involving these young people because everyone now knows how to use a smartphone so two things are happening simultaneously one is that they are learning about the natural environment around them a second they are able to develop a livelihood based on nature tourism which is again has been of effects on awareness and uh, citizen science so i think it's it's really fantastic and it's really led to a lot of learning at the rural level and an improved access to science and science education well if we now know more about the natural world around us from forest owlets to dung beetles it is all thanks to the various mobile apps that have done wonders for our record keeping and monitoring and also like gazala mentions strengthening the science society interface stay tuned to this series our mobile world to learn more about many such ways in which these little gadgets penetrate our lives subscribe to the nature india podcast on your favorite podcast platform we will come to you soon with another interesting episode of our mobile world this is your host shubhra priyadarshini This episode is produced with support from DBT Welcome Trust India Alliance.